Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you could put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me. Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. Hello. Welcome to another day of Inspirato Projecto. I thought I'd start this episode off by reading out of my idea book. Here's an idea. It's one I wrote uh, probably back in 2011. At least that's when the idea book started. I I have uh, very few dates in here. I'll have stuff like June 2nd. For instance, this says June 2nd, 60s party DJ. So I, ha- you know, I got little things like that. Um, but I don't have actual like... 2012, 2013, the, 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 the only date I actually have in this sketchbook that I've been reading from, one of many sketchbooks I've been reading from, is uh, at the very beginning, and it says March 19th, 2004. Oh, 2004. So it wasn't even 2011. What the heck? Where was I getting 2011? Well, all right. Anyway, now is all that matters, right? So... Uh, here's here's this idea that I had written down. A man who one day coughs up something weird yet unknown. Um, that reminds me of years down the line when it came out. Stranger Things. Stranger Things. That kid uh, coughed up something strange. I think I need to get some more ozonated water. Whenever I sneeze like that, it tells me a cold is on its way. So that's that tells me I got to drink ozonated water. That's what I've been doing. Every time I see, every time I catch that little, the little to get, catch that hint on the horizon. So this says May eleventh. Tomorrow show open screen. Vlad MC. So a guy named Vlad was an MC. May 11th. Tomorrow show open screen. It says here, May 16th through the 22nd memorial. Pay gas on May 16th. Make Maddox videos for May 16th. Get Art Gallery going at NE1. NE1 was a skate shop that was right down the street here. And 
it was a space that you could utilize for anything. And I really was rearing to, to get moving and grooving with this place. I mean, it was phenomenal that they had a skate shop. And they gave me a skateboard to paint. So I was going to start painting these skateboards and, and giving them uh, to those guys so they could sell them. And I drew this, I painted up this really good one. I think you can see, I think you can see what I painted. If you go to Facebook, go to CEC The Moment. Like Seize The Moment. Seize The Moment. But you're going to type in CEC. CEC The Moment. And it, 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 you'll, you should see the skateboard up there that I painted. It would not have lasted out there in the field, by the way. If anyone utilized that, it, it, it I used acrylic paints. So that would have just gone, came right off. But I just love painting it. Get art for handmade. Oh, handmade. My brother, my, my buddy Jeremy, well, he's also my brother, brother, my, my, uh, unofficial brother. We haven't made an official blood brother pact yet, but he might as well be. Uh, Jeremy has a friend, Amanda. She was working at this place called Handmade, and you can actually rent like little piece, little parts in there for like two or two fifty or three hundred bucks, and sell your art in there, sell stuff in there. And I was going to get that up and going, and then they ended up closing. Provide info for NE1 board. Published book, yeah. The the uh, published book that was probably in relation to my sketchbooks. I'm thinking those are out on Amazon, by the way, Amazon.com. Other bookstores too. If you put in CEC sketchbook, should be volume one and volume two. I printed it through Lulu.com. Man who loves his wife so much that it kills him. She makes his heart skip too many beats. Brr, wow. Brr, yeah. He dies. He loves her so much. His heart skips too many beats. Send, make, voiceover demo to Jessica. That's something I meant to do. My friend Jessica works at, uh, or used to, or I, I don't know if she used to or still does. Um, some kind of voiceover thing. And I've been doing more voiceovers. I'm putting up a... I'm making a demo reel right now for Voices.com. I... If you go to Plotagon, you can hear some of the stuff I've created. Plotagon.com. P-L-O-T-A-G-O-N. P-L-O-T-A-G-O-N. Plotagon. Dot com slash CECTV. If you go to CECTV, there's a bunch of various animations that I've done up there. And there's a guy named, uh, he's he's based on Shakespeare, but he's called Shakespeare. Shakespeare. And he's always trying to incorporate zombies into his, into his plays. So... Between that and also, I'm doing voices for, it's called The Archivist. 
The Archivist, a Twin Peaks virtual reality game, and also another game called The Question. You can find those, you can play those for free. I think you could play the Twin Peaks. I think he leaves it open for anybody to, you know, if they got an uh, Oculus, any sort of uh, virtual reality, they can hook up to it. Here's some Usu stuff here. I am given birth between zeros or an eight. I am, oh, I see. I am is given birth between zeros or an eight, infinity. I am, bam, is given birth through the infinity. I, E-Y-E, is the umbilical cord to the way in. The third eye is the umbilical cord to the way in. Nutrition is important. Timing, flexibility, willingness to leave it to the unknown. To those who know. Un. See, in French, un means one. In, the female version of that is in, in, that means one as well. Unknown, it's one known. If we think about that, one known. A fetus at first resembles an eight, heart, fish, unknown possibilities. Quote, those who know, unquote. More we is more you. Ego, the we, we go, we go, we go. The we goes away, ego, we go. By looking for solutions without boundaries, we find you, we find us. Wow, there's so much sort of numerology written down here. This will have to go in the book. Yeah, the eyes, here we are, the I plus I is eyes, is, E-Y-E is E-Y-E-S. E plus I plus I is eyes. E Y E S. E plus yes. Eyes show what is. Within every word number lies the potential for both enabling and distracting. And next to enabling, there's a parenthesis encouragement. Distracting, there's a there's a parenthesis, resistance. So you could say it this way. Within every word, number, lies the potential for both encouragement and resistance. Here's more ideas written down. Street clouds. Street clouds. That's kind of fog. That's fog, basically. A street cloud is fog, I would say. Street clouds. Love ship. That's an idea for a band. Love ship.
Grandma Marion song. I think I wrote that down, yeah, when my Grandma Marion died. Wanted to make a song about her. Here's something I wrote down. Ego system. Ego system. Wow, that'd be interesting, like a biodome of just very egotistical people. That'd be interesting to see how a biodome of very egotistical people, so you do two different groups, one which is very harmonic, very collaborative, very yes and, very give and take, very ensemble oriented, that would be one biodome. Another one is very ego, and maybe you got all the same skills in there too. You got the, the, the nutritionist, you know, you got the medic, you got the gardeners, you got the carpenters. All those all those folks. Just one very ego, the ego system, and then one that's very collabo system? What would that be? Collabo co co system? Co system. Open your presence. How nice is that? Open your presence. Maybe that's what I'll title this podcast. Open your P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. -E -E. Open your presence. There's another one. Match glue. Match glue. Match glue. What is this? Match glue. Starts black and white, then the solution. Messy hair. Must. M-U-S-S-E-D. Disappointed. I don't know what that's in relation to. Match glue. Match glue? Match glue. That, I remember, I, I remind, that, that sounds to me like something that would be on uh, Mr. Show or Tim and Eric. Match glue. Oh, gosh. I would love to, I would love to light this candle, but my matches just keep coming apart. You know, I need some match glue. Art show with Cahill. Oh, man. Yeah, Jeff Cahill. My buddy Jeff Cahill. A fellow Blues Brothers orphan. He was, he was big into art and, uh, I had wanted to do an art show with him. Here's an idea. Harmonize Art Show. Harmonize Art Show. H-A-R-M-O-N-E-Y-E-S. Harmonize. Eyes. Harmonize Art Show. Something else here. Park Parade. Park Parade. Park Parade. Lie Awake. L-I-E. Awake. Lie awake. Oh, that could be a good idea for movie. Lie awake. So a person who's pretending that they're awake the whole time. You know, it's interesting. This just popped into my brain. Wow. Talk about Tim and Eric. There's a Tim and Eric show where you... It's, it's a 
the guy's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm so tired. And then the wife is like, no, but we're having a party tonight. He's like, oh, gosh, I don't know. And then she's like, don't worry. You could be at the party and sleep at the same time. And there was something called fake you or something. I don't know. But it would put on this fake face. You'd wear this helmet over your face. And it would have these catchphrases on it. It would say stuff like, great. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Tell me more. Great. That sounds good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> It would have stuff like that so you could be asleep while this thing, like, carried on conversations on your behalf. But that's interesting. Lie awake. Huh. Lie awake. I didn't see that Tim and Eric show till just recently, for the record here. This lie awake thing was written in, I don't know when, 2010, 2011, I don't know. Channeling Animals. It's another thing I wrote down here. Channeling animals. A pirate... Here's something else. A pirate detecting... Oh, detective? Oh, here we go. A pirate detective or villain... So, pirate villain or pirate detective who says... Where are ya? When he's looking around for someone they are chasing down. Oh, that's good. Where are ya? And then he has an eye patch, right? And then he could be like, I see ya. I see ya. Where are ya? Woman whose hair gives birth to eggs. What's inside? Ooh, interesting. Hair gives birth to eggs. A woman whose hair gives birth to eggs. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Woman whose hair gives birth to eggs. What's inside? All the stories we talk about are direct symbolic representations of our current state of mind, and everything anyone would ever need to know about us is contained in our language. Each symbol directly relates to how we experience the world currently in the now. Quote, what is your now? Unquote. What you believe it to be true. Quote, how do we know it's true? Unquote. If it excites us with full surrender to happiness, excitement, and enthusiasm. Here's something. Foo Dog Productions. Foo Dog. Foo Dog. Foo Dog Productions. Foo Dog F-O-O dog. Which is interesting. I wrote that down years ago, long before I met Red Foo from LMFAO. When Yachtly Crew played uh, his girlfriend's birthday Star Trek episode with possessed kids. Instead of Green Man... Wait, wait. Star Trek... Star Trek episode with possessed kids. Huh. Heart continent. Heart continent. That's pretty cool. Where are you from? I'm from Heart. I'm from Heart. Where are you from? Liver. I'm from Pancreas. 
Ooh. Ooh, their worlds are named after meat. So you could be like, I'm from Bicep. Where are you from? I'm from Pinky. In the outskirts of Pinky. I'm more ring finger. <laughs> wow. Wow. A man who writes scripts to movies already out or about to come out just so he can sell them to those who believe he was the first screenwriter of these movies. Oh, that's funny. I see. Okay, so a man who writes scripts to movies already out or about to come out just so he can sell them to those who believe he was the first screenwriter of these movies. Oh, like he was a... Uh, Okay, okay, so he basically, he writes the screenplay to that movie. So let's say, for instance, uh, if he hears that Transformers movie is coming out, and he hears it's going to come out in another year or so, he can quickly write the Transformers movie. That would be actually clever. Transformers First Draft, and he names it First Draft. So that way, it's not technically Transformers. However, it does look like it's the first draft. Here's the name. Inamics. E-Y-E-N-A-M-I-C-S. Inamics. Ooh, it's like dynamics. Inamics. Inamics. Quote, If only we had... Taller bin, B-E-E-N. If only we had taller bin. Is it maybe bin taller? And then underneath it says, make music for Bradbury poem. Oh my God. This is crazy. I just wrote, uh, this is written down here. I'm thinking we're in the 2012s. Celebrities slash characters sleeping. Let me read that again. Celebrities slash characters sleeping. What's interesting is that my buddy Bob Pagani, who I'm, sl I'm slowly piecing together, the together that movie with, he shot all his scenes. I've been slowly shooting mine, piecing it together. More and more ideas have been coming to me. Bob Pagani sleeps on camera on periscope it's called bob is sleeping look that up bob is sleeping bob is sleeping and he sleeps on periscope he they had him sleep in front of a live audience on stage for some kind of thing i don't know what it was but that just blows my mind too i love that here's a band name and someday I'll exp I'll explain my my uh, experience at Love Seed, but these are the these are the words that came to me as the essence of life as we know it. Yes, I am. No, K N O W. Now, N O W. Hallelujah. 
So that would actually be, I, th I thought, a pretty cool name for a band. Yes, I am. No, now. Hallelujah. A song, even. Printing out copies of safe coping skills to students. Safe coping skills. Safe coping skills. <laughs> My Rika, Eureka, Aurika. My Rika, Eureka, Aurika. Eureka. My Rika, Eureka, Aurika. Uh, here's another note. Famous singer dates famous author. After breakup, she makes album cloaked with metaphors of their relationship. He writes book doing the same. And under here it says filmmaker. Hooga nannies for the family on the go. Commercial. Or show that people on Stars and Stripes watch. Comedium. Comedium. A comedian who's also a comedium. Interesting. Maybe it's a medium who, who brings back uh, dead comedians. And they hold it at comedy shops. Oh, that would be interesting. So these comedians from the dead are still performing their stand-up comedy, but they're doing it through a medium? That would be pretty cool. The comedium. Comedium. I gotta remember that. Yeah, I've, I've to talked about this one before. Uh, man who's hit snooze all day. When he wakes up, he records the dream into a recorder. I like... See, okay, so... I guess that's where it started. The man who snoozes all day, when he wakes up, he records the dream into a recorder. Because I don't know about you, but whenever I wake up, that's when I remember the dream. The times you wake up. So, I've noticed in the... Well, it'll still happen. If I wake up in the morning, I don't want to wake up, then I hit that snooze alarm. I fall asleep, and then I go into another dream, and then I'm woken up. So imagine each time that those produce new stories. So that, those are the seeds I'm thinking behind the idea of the movie Snooze that I, I, I believe I told you guys about an idea I had called Snooze, where it's, uh, it's about a person who's either sleeping in a hammock or sleeping somewhere, and there's, they might, you know, maybe we come to learn that they're supposed to be doing something, something important, and they're just sleeping, they keep hitting the snooze, and each time they go back to sleep, it's a whole nother story. So that could be an anthology of just different, you know, two hours of five-minute shorts, ten-minute shorts, fifteen-minute shorts. Different directors being within that, that premise. Look at that. Sunday, July 22nd. Callbacks for Bloody Bobby. Interesting. Oh, yes. Here, I, I think I talked about this. The dream with the silver cord coming out of the universe, dangling for me to grab a hold of. 
Yeah, I wanted to remember that dream. And in fact, I dictated that dream to this podcast. I dictated that dream to this podcast before. Uh, And I think I was telling y'all that once I started reading about Dolores Cannon, okay, so I had that, so I wrote, okay, so that thing that I just told you right there, I wrote that down, let's say in 2012. The dream I had of that actually happened I would say before 2000. Was it before 2000? Interesting. So let's say that was 12 years, and then 12 years, 12, six years later. So that dream has stuck with me, reverberated with me throughout time. And I started reading those Dolores Cannon books, I think it was two years ago, a couple of years ago. I'm now on Convoluted Universe book number four. We read a piece of it on the air, actually, on uh, Inspirato Projecto, on K-Chung. So within Dolores Cannon's work, she's the past life regression medium, she takes people back to all these different past lives and finds out what, you know, why they have the issues they do today. And then they find that she finds, oh, it's directly linked to this particular issue that happened back in the medieval times or what have you. And so... She finds that these people... um will go to this sort of, um, I think it's called the Hall of Records. They go in there and they learn stuff. It's like a library. And so these through these different people, she's going to the Hall of Records. And the other beings that happen to be there at that time, they can always tell whether you're dead or whether you're just sort of like a tourist, you know, kind of passing through. They can tell by the silver silver cord that's dangling from your umbilical, your belly button, basically. And so that's how they tell. Once we sever the silver cord, then we're no longer attached to our bodies. So that's the that's the idea. And so my dream about the silver cord, I was telling Jeremy about this, that the piece that I remember was there was a silver cord that was coming out of just, I guess, just the sky. I didn't really see the top of it. I just saw it. It was just coming out of the sky, the silver cord. And I remember grabbing onto it and whooshing to this whole other, it felt like a whole other planet. And the um, the 
prairies, if you will, the plains were quite open. It seemed like I saw a village in the distance. Yeah, it seemed like I saw a village in the distance, and I had a feeling that I was on a different planet. I'm trying to remember. I'm closing my eyes, trying to remember if I saw other entities there or not. I've been having a lot of UFO, not necessarily invasion, uh, well, dreams of UFOs flying overhead in populated areas, like along the beach. Um, over cities. Dreams that I've been in these ships. It's, uh, Interesting, yeah. So with that silver cord, I th I think I was just looking around a little bit in this planet. Now, I don't know how far I traveled or if, who I talked to or anything. I just remember holding back onto that thing, and it would foosh all the way back to me being home. Me being back at home. So, never underestimate your your visions, your ideas. I just read this quote by Rumi. It's something like, that which you seek also seeks you. Something like that. So I interpret it as the, the inspiration we got, the inspirado that's go boop, 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 on the antenna there. Uh, it is seeking us out as much as we are seeking it. It's inter interesting when I hear folks say that they're out of ideas. They don't have any ideas. A good way to do that is to pretend that you do. Pretend that anything you look at is a potential for an awesome idea. And pretend that everything you look at is is an awesome idea. So let's say, oh, I don't have any ideas. Well, I'm looking at the ceiling right now, and it's got little bumps on it. Little... Those could be little villages. That could be land of little tiny creatures. There's a smoke... Uh, sprinkle, uh, sprinkler, 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 yeah, sprinkler, I don't know, on the ceiling. Uh, you know, one of those things like you see in the movies, if they hold up the lighter, it, it shoots out of there. So I'm looking at it now, and it looks like it could be an upside down, like maybe that's the kingdom, a big me metal, because I'm imagining if, if that's the land down there, people live down there, and I'm imagining that they could be little tiny huts, like little, Little thatched roof huts, basically. 
and this thing in the middle is where you know these other creatures live who kind of control the whole population reminds me of kind of like in Mad Max Fury Road was the one there's the one place to get water basically um so yeah, I mean, you could look at anything. I was just imagining someone scaling the wall. I I just uh, I just imagining this little tiny person. Imagine inside this place, because like in the Mad Max Fury Road, they're they're like, oh yeah, we, let's give them some water. Let's let's just feed them a little bit of water. And all these people gather around. And they try to get just a little droplet of water. And so these these misfits that basically control the water, they're they have an overabundance of this water and they very rarely ever share with the people down there. And I just imagined, I just had this scene in my brain where they, they forget, you know, to feed the the people down there water. And like, ah, well, I guess we'll go feed them. And they go to look over the edge and you see this guy crawling up, up the cavern wall. Someone figuring out how to climb up the cavern wall. You know, the, I don't have any inspiration. Well, look at the plant. What does the plant tell you? What does the animal? What does the your animal tell you? What does? Look through some photos of Life magazine. Old, you know, some of those Time Life photos. Whoa, those will give you tons of ideas. Go to a book. Go to a an art store and flip through. The uh, heck, just look online. Salvador Dali art. But there are no rules. We already know this. <laughs> the rules are what you make them to be. So what are we okay with? That's that's where that weird paradox kind of oxymoron thing is. Where it's like people, you know, there's this thing of, oh, I want to be able to say what I want to say, how I want to say it. And then sometimes that same mindset might go, well, how come I have so few listeners? Well... Uh, uh, if you're saying what you want to say, why are you concerned about the listeners? Even if, even if there are only eight listeners, those eight listeners are hanging on. And in fact, they're along for the ride. Those are the people who reverberate with us, with our vibration and you know this this sadness or this uh harumph that comes with the idea of oh gosh i used to have so many listeners now i don't have so many listeners or how can i get more listeners well okay let's pretend you got a million listeners what now do you feel better i like to play with those ideas in my brain take it to that limit to that extreme what if that was happening right now it's interesting. My buddy Lawrence, my songwriting buddy, uh, on the last episode, you'll hear 
a Wishing to Float song called It's Happening. That's a song I concocted with Lawrence. He and I took turns singing on it. He and I took turns making uh, the synthesizers, and he made an amazing drum beat on there. Oh, man, just a great, great drum beat. One of the things he did on Facebook the other day, he said, Imagine everyone in your life that you love, who loves you, that you're grateful for, that, you know, that, that has helped you to become who you are today, who has encouraged you. Imagine all of those people. Imagine them all. Now imagine they're all gone. Imagine they're all gone. Now, now imagine they're all back again. So in those moments where they're all gone, we really get to feel that gratitude for them. Just as... Oh gosh, I wish I had all these listeners. Oh gosh, I wish I was famous. I wish I was popular. All the way down the line, whatever that is. I want someone to notice me. I want someone to hear me. Well, that's... Okay, so... That's great. Now, okay, let's pretend. Let's go. Bam. Let's go to that, that future where that's totally happening. What next? What now? What next? What's the next step? What's the next step? I just want to relax. And then when we hear that, I just want to relax. Okay, so let's take it to that future. I'm relaxed. I'm relaxed. One might one might come along and go, I'm so bored. I'm so relaxed, I'm bored. Okay, well, what do you want to what do you want to do that unbores you? I want to get out there doing something. Oh, okay. Oh boy, I'm doing this now. Okay. What then? Oh, I just want to relax. <laughs> it's interesting when I I've as as I've been editing these wedding videos, um and it's it's really I felt like I've been this human, sort of like this human behavior, social scientist, uh, zookeeper, <laughs> not zookeeper, uh, you know, the, like I'm just observing this human behavior, like they're these animals. It's a culture. I'm an ethnographer. So as I'm watching this, these are, these are, I think the main things that we can find within, well, all these situations. Like the, I, I'm trying to figure out how to explain this. There's this idea of, of going somewhere, of getting to somewhere, of, oh, we're on our way, hurry up, we gotta go, we gotta go, we're on our way, we gotta go. Um, there's the other idea of, oh gosh, I just want to hurry up and finish this song. I want to finish, I just want to make the rest of this song already. I want it to be done already. Okay. Oh, geez, I'm making this movie. I just want it to be done already. Okay. Uh, that would actually be a Twilight Zone episode. Unless, unless it, there's one out there already. Of the person who, they get the genie, and their one wish is, I, my wish is that whatever I ask for, I will get. 
So that's basically okay. In other words, that's like a man of a base. Uh, th- in other words, that's basically like a, a, an instant manifestation of reality. You think of it and then it happens. So there's no, it's like in a dream. There's no space between the thought and when that thing happens. There's no space between it. Is that something we want? Think carefully. Is this something that we want? Do we want instant manifestation of our thoughts and ideas? And if that's the case, shouldn't it be important? I'm thinking it would be very important to be fully aware of every intention, of every thought, the effect in which those will have. So, when we see that instant thing, you know, there's that connection. If there's a dream, oh gosh, I hope the bad guys don't show up. And then they show up. And we make that connection. Oh, that happened because of this. Oh, okay. Well, oh, I hope... I hope... uh, uh, My ability to levitate shows up soon. Oh, cool. I hope I'm able to levitate soon. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you are. So... I'm realizing basically what I'm getting here is that process. It's the process. These folks in these wedding videos, they're on their way to, they're getting prepared to go to this thing. Getting prepared. They're getting prepared. There's the excitement. Ooh, who knows what's going to happen? Nobody knows what's going to happen. It's right around the corner. Oh my gosh, we don't know what's going to happen. We're getting prepared. We're getting prepared. Then they're on the, on the bus on the way to the ceremony. Oh yeah, all right. Let's have some beers. We're getting prepared. Oh yeah, we're getting prepared. Yeah, we're going. We're on our way to do something. We're on our way to do something. It's a quest. We're on our way to do something. And then you get some mumbles and grumbles. Oh gosh, I just want to be there already. And then they get to the ceremony. Oh gosh, okay, okay, hurry up. Okay, the ceremony's almost over, and then we can party like crazy. We could be at the reception. Oh my gosh, the party's the reception's almost over. Oh, this is great. Okay, oh yeah. Or the ceremony's almost over. Ceremony's almost over. Oh, there it is. Oh. Okay, everyone, we want to take pictures with you guys with the bridal party. Okay. And then you know, so then the bridal party's waiting around. I it's interesting because what's simultaneously wrapped up within this idea is the idea of wanting to look our best, wanting to show our best side, wanting to behave our best. Which is, it, it's such an interesting thing. The idea, oh boy, let's get dressed up and go out. Let's go, let's let's get dressed up and go to this opera, for instance. Go to this thing that is normally associated with what rich people do or what well-to-do people do. So, okay, so you, you get dressed up, and then you got, you're all dressed up. You go to the opera. Go to the opera. Cool. And then, and then, you know, someone invites you up to the VIP room. Ooh, we get to go sit up in the VIP room. Holy cow, this is awesome. We get to sit up in the VIP room. We get to do what the rich people with these well-to-do people do. All right, let's go up there. Let's go up there. And then you're up there. And everyone who's sitting around up there is the same kind of, you know, 
folks who were sitting in other places. And you're going, aha, it's not necessarily, you know, it's the anticipation of it that's the exciting thing. It's the, it's not, <laughs> it, it is not necessarily that destination. Once, the, once that destination happens, how long is that gratitude and that excitement of being there at that destination, how long does that last? That's, that's another interesting thing. How long does that gratitude, all that, yay, we're here, 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 we arrived, we arrived, we're here, we're here, oh, yeah, everybody, we're here, we're here, we're here, we're here, we're here. And then they're there. And then, and then what's next? And then what's next? That was some of the big lessons I was learning when I was uh, with with Yachtly Crew at that beach club. They were they were all actual just people that just wanted to have fun. It's interesting. We don't have to equate just because we spent more for something that now it's better. It definitely can lead a mind to thinking that something's better because there's that value system. Oh my gosh, I paid a hundred bucks for this thing. I better value it. I never pay, pay I never pay a hundred bucks for something. This is something I paid a hundred bucks on. This you know that I meant it. And now I gotta I really gotta keep a close watch on this thing. This is something I can you know, I'm going to value. I'm going to value. To a person who spends a hundred bucks every day, no issue what would be a big thing for them? Something that's a thousand bucks? So on and so forth. So, it's an interesting thing. It's to kind of go along with, there's this, I don't know if I said this yesterday or not in the podcast, but that idea of, like, that idea of, like this thing for the influencers with the, the with the, uh, with the wall that has the wings on it and only only certain only people who have like 20,000 followers people who are quote known known as influencers can take photos in front of this it's it's closed to the outside populace and you know and people are angry cuz they're like oh i that's not fair that it's only open to influencers i want to take photos in front of it too so you're creating this value to these people that they didn't even care about it until you told them they couldn't do it now they care about it they care all all kinds of things about it they're forming coalitions they're getting their church group to sign petitions. They're drumming up interest with the PTA. Well, that's not fair. Every woman and child, all of us, all races, colors, creeds, heights, weights, we all deserve to take a picture in front of that wall. Well, it was a wonderful magic trick done by the establishment of that uh, 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 of that, <laughs> of that place that uh, that has the the art on the wall. Now they've done a wonderful job because they've convinced people there's value, and then people, everybody must go to there, must go there, take a photo there. So that that kind of stuff reminds me of those beans, those those coffee beans we hear about these rare beans that are actually crapped out by some like. Zimbabwean rodent. So because it's crapped out of some Zimbabwean rodent and carefully prepared by these people, like when you see the video of how the how this coffee is made, how this this bean, which becomes a delicacy, 
that's the joke is on, you know, that's the funny thing too. The joke is on the people who are choosing to get that delicacy. Would they normally, if we said, hey, my cat pooped out these coffee beans and now, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to drink this. Would someone go, oh yeah, that's something I need to do. Is it, is this, is it the struggle and the amount of work and blood, sweat and tears that goes into making a thing, the thing that makes it valuable? Is that what it is? Is that what it is? Is that why basketball shoes are so expensive? Because little eight-year-olds put their blood, sweat, and tears into making them? Is that why the diamond is so valuable, so so well-coveted? Because people, people die to make those diamonds? Coffee? Same thing's going on with the coffee. I've heard about these things, and it's it's crazy. When you see the video of these people who are making these beans, I mean, what is it that makes it valuable? Because these people, the, you see the process these people go through. Maybe That's the interesting thing. Interesting. It comes back to process. Isn't that interesting? The value of the thing is based on the process it goes through to become what it is. Well, now... If we were to look behind the curtain and look at every step of a process individually, but all by itself, each little piece of that process, like here's what ingredient, here's one thing that has to happen. Do you agree with that? Do you, you know, what is it that you like about that? What is it that you like about that? Um, it creates this interesting story. Now, whether we can actually see those natives out there in Zimbabwe getting the, the, the poopy beans, uh, extracting the poopy beans uh, out of the coffee beans out of this rodent and then shipping it across the, you know, to wherever. Um, who was the first person that was convinced to drink that anyway? Was it, was, it, was it a joke? I bet you it started as a joke. They convinced some guy to drink it. Let's say some nearby tribesman. He comes in. Oh, we're going to have this guy. We, we all don't really like this guy, but we're going to have him in town. We're going to have him here. You know what we'll do? We'll give him the coffee. We'll tell him it's our best, you know, our best beans grown on the best mountainside. You know, it's our, fa it's our best beans, only the best for you. But really, it's the stuff that comes out of the butt of this creature. So now that king or whoever, that guy goes back to his tribe and he tells everybody about this extraordinary beans. Now there's this big value for it and people are lining up to buy this, this these beans and maybe they don't know yet what the process was. All they know is that they're buying these beans because they know that the king had them, had this coffee that was made from these beans. He loved them. They must have them because if a king vouches for it, well, then now we got to vouch for it. You know, He says it's good. If royalty drinks it, certainly we are going to drink it. And then what happens? At some point, maybe the, it's made aware to that king, or maybe even not, that those beans, coffee beans, came out of the butt of a rodent. So then what? It's too late. Everyone's too far in. Everyone's too far in. There'll be those who might go, oh, no, 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 that's gross. I'm not going to drink that anymore. But then there'll be some of those who are just the staunch, like, no, I've gone all in on this thing. It's my principles, my pride. I, I, I got to keep drinking this. And then that word gets around. Then the joke is out to Americans. It's, wow. 
I mean, you guys, it's so interesting, isn't it? When we really break down all this stuff, when we break down what, what are the ingredients, what are the cogs in, in the cog wheel, what are all those little elements, all those little nuts and bolts and the screws and the, uh, uh, like the, imagine like the tubings, all the tubing, the gears, all of that, all of that. It's the process. The Beatles albums. It's the process that they went through to make that. The process. After you make something that you've been wanting to make for a long time, what happens then? I remember when we were making Max Neptune. I can think back to the days when, I, you know, before the auditions. Looking at that footage by Colin Fleming. And then going into the auditions. And then shooting it. There's always that anticipation. Oh my gosh, can't wait to audition for it. Okay, we audition for it. Oh, I can't wait for the first day of shooting. Wow. Wow, I can't wait for the next day of shooting. Oh, wow. Then we're finished shooting. Oh, wow, I can't wait, you know, to get to work on the editing. Colin and John. Colin doing all the visual effects. John doing, you know, some visual effects and all the other editing too. You're going, oh my gosh, when's this thing going to be over? When's it going to be over? Five years pass or whatever. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh my God, we're done with the movie. Holy cow, can't wait to screen it. Oh, wow. And then that's when we send it off to Action on Film Fest. Enter it into there. Those guys gave us a nice alley-oop. And then it was over and then it, there was like this feeling of like, oh. It's been it's been said there's that idea, there's that uh, word post mortem. You're just kind of like like I'm thinking of mortified, more more mortuary, mortician. There's this mourning post mourning. Oh man, now what am I going to work on? I know I wanted that thing to be over, but it's over now and I'm done and I should be so happy, so excited it's out there, but now what? So, it was that process. It was the growing it, the creating it. It was so much fun. That's why I'm, I'm having such an enjoyable time documenting these ideas on this podcast because my future self can then listen to it Isn't this interesting? Pretty soon, I'm going to continue publishing more of my sketchbooks. I'm going to continue reading through my idea books here on the podcast. I'm going to be continue, continually creating. I'm going to be getting audio from all these audio cassettes and then talking about those, adding those to this too. I've got so many ideas that I've just recorded in my personal recorder thing that I've got saved in my computer too that I should can easily just start dropping into here. Tons of ideas, tons of ideas, tons of riffs. So that is the podcast. The podcast is the process.
I've talked an hour already. Yikeroonies. I think it's time for a quick little quick little jam thing. And then uh And then uh I think we're I think we're out of here then. How about this little bit? Oh, jeez, no. It's only going up to an hour. I can't go past this. Oh, my God. Um, um, here's this. Here's this quick one. Keep that in mind. Well, I'm glad everything's well with you, Orson. See what I did there? Darling, thank you. In fact, I believe you made me a little theme song once upon a podcast. <laughs>